Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now batting for the fast lane, Cardinals Hall of Famer and fifth member, Matt Holiday. We're hanging with Holiday on 101 ESPN. Powered by Air Alliance Team Heating and Cooling. Getting the job done quickly, correctly, 100% of the time. It's a Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stalter. Matt Holliday, fifth member of the Fast Lane, Cardinals Hall of Famer, World Series champ, Cardinals slugger, joins us right now. Matt, how's your week going? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, man. Thanks for joining us as always. Uh, one, one thing I wanted to ask you, I was thinking about this this morning, the, and I'll exaggerate just to get my point across, but you know, a lot of fans feel like, well, analytics have ruined baseball. Uh, analytics are ruining the game. It's a broad statement. Like I said, I'm exaggerating. It's a broad statement. I apologize. But my question for you, Matt, how much are players involved in analytics and uh, what the team shares with the player when it comes to analytics? And, hey, we could talk to you about launch angle and this, that, and the other. Is it a player-by-player situation to see how much they they want to learn about it? Or is it just a broad, hey, this is what we're going to – the information we're going to provide you? Can you shed some, some light on that? Yeah, I think that's a team-to-team thing. And then I think it's also a player-to-player thing. So I think, you know, more and more teams are hiring sort of liaisons to be able to take this information and pass it along to the players and and, and break it down into usable, um, maybe dumb it down a little bit and, and, and pass it along to the players. I think there's particularly veteran players have the opportunity to kind of say what they do and don't want or what's helpful and what's not helpful. I think younger players coming up are more used to uh, more of this information because I think it is a little bit more prevalent in the minor leagues and they're used to, to hearing some of these things. So I, uh, I, I think it, it kind of depends on what organization you're, you're talking about. And um, so I, I know that the Cardinals, you know, they have a, they have a, you know, a, a department that, that, that provides all the information and, and uh, you know, and Ollie and, and the staff, break it down and and they uh you know they they try to figure out what what's good and usable and and maybe you know guys like goldie and nolan will say hey uh, this is what i want out of this information and and uh and and let me run with it but i mean i I think it's all good stuff i mean it's you know it's i I don't think it's ruining the game i I think i think that's to me that's that's uh like overstating it i mean i I think that you know like i said as a player um, if there's stuff that makes sense to me that helps me in my game, then give it to me. If it's too much or something that I don't really find helpful, then then I can certainly ignore it or, or, or not take it into consideration. Matt, I've been a little bit fired up about uh, this next question here, and it's regarding uh, Nolan Gorman. 
the kid is absolutely just crushing baseballs. I mean, all year long, within the entire, all of baseball, he's one of the best hitters right now. Yet we still see a reluctance from Cardinals management or the coaching staff to have him bat against left-handed pitching. And look, I get the concept. It's not a great matchup. Maybe the numbers don't bear it out yet, or they're trying to build him up. But at some point, you got to let the dog eat a little bit, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I wish I had the specific numbers in front of me of, of what that looks like. To me, his swing seems a little bit more fundamentally sound this year, and I think the the numbers prove it out. So I would be interested to see what his his uh, his output could be um, facing more left-handed pitching. Um, so I, I think it's you know it's one of those deals where. Uh, yeah, I think eventually, Jamie, you, you want this guy to be able to, to face both both sides and, and feel comfortable. Um, but I think you have to earn that, too. And, and I don't know how um, what opportunities they're going to give him to earn the opportunity to face lefties. Um, but like I said, I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me of, of what, how bad his splits are. Um, but I, I do think at some point, um, as, as, as it, you know, the way he's hit this year, he looks more, more and more like a potential – kind of a cornerstone type of player uh, that you want to be able to just insert in the lineup and, and not really worry about who's pitching. But, um, you know, when, when, when given options, he's going to have to produce and, and, and give them, you know, enough production that, that uh, you know, he keeps getting those opportunities. Matt Holiday joining us right now on the fast lane on 101 at ESPN. Matt, I, I understand that you haven't seen every single, you know, swing that Nolan Gorman has taken this year, but from games that you have seen, what has clicked for him thus far? What has impressed you? Well, I, I think his, from a fundamental standpoint, um, he's, he seems to be uh, much more uh, linear with his swing and, and not so out and around the ball. Um, I, I think he did a lot of work in the offseason um, with, with cleaning up some mechanical moves, not making him so pull happy and, uh, and, and, and easy to pitch to. So, um, it looks to me like uh, his his load and his gather is slower and easier. Uh, his direction is much more in the middle of the field as opposed to sort of uh, starting to, to, to peel off towards the pull side, um, which causes a lot of swing and miss and, and pulls him underneath the high pitch. And uh, it looks like he's covering the high ball better. It looks like he's he's uh, he's using the, the, the big part of the field uh better because he, he he has that kind of power i mean he's got he's got big time power he doesn't have to pull the ball to hit it uh hit it out of the park and 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 to and to produce so uh i, I think he's he's definitely uh made an adjustment and and uh so far it's 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 really paid off matt another young guy uh that has made a lot of headlines this year and rightfully so is jordan walker he starts off the season with a 12 game hit streak and then you know, kind of cooled off a little bit, found his way last game going two for four. But to your recollection, when you were a young guy, you know, coming into the majors, you know, how hard is it as a young guy to have that consistency? Because I think that the 12-game hitting streak, although it was awesome, I think some people's expectations after that were like, yeah. well, he's got to hit every game. or you know, he's, <laughs> What's he doing out there? But how hard is it for a young guy to – to be consistent, especially in a, in, a, in a league where it's 162 games. Yeah, I mean, this is what happens. I mean, there's there's adjustments made, right? So, you know, the league sort of will try, um, you know, they'll try a, an approach with a guy and, and they'll pitch him a certain way. Um, and then, you know, if, if, he, if he really produces and he's hitting the pitches, uh, then they'll, they'll change their patterns and they'll pitch him differently. 
um, and they'll start to pitch him backwards, and they'll start to they'll start to mess with him a little bit, and then you know that that that's how it how it goes, particularly with young hitters. You know, they're 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 kind of trying him out, trying to figure him out, trying to figure out what he likes and doesn't like, um, and then you know it's his job to sort of adjust back, and and you know kind of figure out you know his new approach or attack to how they're pitching him. Um, so it's a, it's a constant sort of back and forth. And as a 20 year old, um, you know, it's, 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 you know, he, he doesn't have a lot of experience with failure. He doesn't have a lot of experience with, with pitchers being able to sort of uh, on the fly change approaches to him. Um, so I, I think he'll be fine. I think he's, he's, uh, he's talented and, and seems to be um, uh, a smart hitter, a guy that, that uh, you know, can make adjustments. And, and that's what it'll take for him to be the kind of producer that, that, uh, that we all think he can be. Matt, who who was the guy early on in your career that gave you the most trouble? You mean the type of pitcher or a yeah. particular guy? Well, either way. I mean, if it's a type yeah. of pitcher, great. But if there was a specific yeah. hit, a specific pitcher earlier in your career that you're like, oh man, this guy's got me, you know, tied up in knots yeah. here. Well, you know, early in my career was kind of in the uh, Tim Linscombe was was uh, kind of in his you know, really in his dominance and, and thinking about guys in the, in the Western division, um, you know, with the giants and, and, uh, and, and Brandon Webb was, was a very difficult at bat for right-hand hitters. Um, he had a huge sinker. I know, I don't know if people remember how good he was. He had a couple of years stretch where he was one of the best pitchers in the league and, sure. and uh, very difficult for right-hand hitters. Cause he could, he could run it in on your hands and then he could, you know, he could, he could spin it away from you and, and had just a lot, a lot of movement. Um, so those, those guys, you know, kind of come to mind, but, you know, for me, a guy that could run the ball in on my hands and then kind of make it split the plate where they're running it in and then sliding it down and away, you have to very, have a very, very fundamentally sound swing. And you kind of have to pick one side of the plate or the other, the guys that tried to go North and South, I handled really well and, and really kind of fit my swing. Um, but you know, the guys that could really run it in on me and, and then, uh, make me conscious inside. Uh, you know they probably had the most success. What do you what do you do with a pitch that that is riding in on your hands? Well, you hope to take it and hope that it's a ball. Um, you know I, I think that that's uh, until two strikes if you can lay off of it. Sometimes we get stubborn as hitters and we want to prove that we can handle it and and, uh, and show that we can hit that pitch and uh, we we chase it off in. Uh, Jeff Samarja had an unbelievable sinker for a while there with high nineties where he could just really run it in right at your hands and it looked like a strike and, and then end up off the plate inside. So um, it's one of those deals, uh, you know, if, if, if that's something you're not good at and you try to take it and then fight it off with two strikes and try to push them out over the plate. Um, but it's a, it's a tough pitch for big guys too, especially, um, you know, if you have a longer limbs, uh, you know, they want to try to keep the, keep the ball tight to you um and make you you know be the most efficient that's the most efficient your swing can be is to try to get the barrel to a ball that's high and inside so uh that's a it's a pitch that it's it's not easy uh to get to and it's it's not really one that you want to build your swing to try to hit when when they know you're going to spit on that pitch though what what's usually the counter they try to go outside yeah well they have to you need to push them out if they can't locate that in there for a strike you know, eventually they'll have to go back out over the plate where they're they're comfortable throwing strikes. Um, you know, you occasionally find a guy that's good at at pitching in for strikes, and and those guys can be tough. But um, the ones that that are that are they want you to ones that look like a strike and, and end up being a ball. You know, kind of 
have that kind of movement where it starts out middle in and then runs in on your hands and runs off the plate. So if you can kind of spit on that uh, and then push them back out over the plate, uh, that's when you know you, you have a good chance to to get the barrel to it. So uh, that was that was always my play is to try to push them out out over the plate where that was my strength. Matt, we we always love listening to you talk about anything baseball related, especially hitting. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, guys. Good talking to you guys. You too. Take care. See ya. That's our guy, Matt Holiday, Cardinals Hall of Famer here in the fast line so on One One ESPN.